Welcome to the Fair Chase Podcast. It's like, yeah, it's going to be physically it's hard, suck, but it's also like the best. Later on, that's the story you tell. I got a new strategy. It's, you just go kind of lick your finger a little bit like this. Aim high, play the wind. And then you aim high, you play the wind. It's a new aiming technique that I'm working on. You brought this up. Yeah. It's because you had target panic so bad. Yeah, I didn't have it so bad. Before we jump into this episode, we have to thank a few companies that make this show possible. First up, Vortex Optics. We run their binoculars, spotting scopes, and uh, a lot of their clothes in their Vortex wear line. Quality hoodies. sweaters and hoodies, t-shirts, hats. Yep. You uh, can save yourself 20% on that stuff. Buy. Ooh, it's a new code. The code TFC20. Check them out. Next up, Trophy Line. Trophy Line. No secret, we are saddle guys. We like to hunt in saddles, make the jokes if you want, but yep. they're super light, super effective, and we're big fans of Trophy Line. This year we're going to be running the Mission Platform or the EDP Platform, the EDP. depending, and uh, running the Covert Light. Yeah, nice and light saddle. Lots of good adjustability on that. I feel comfortable walking with that thing out in the woods. Go yep. check this thing out. Use the code TFC10 to save yourself 10% on the next purchase. Next up, Prime. The bow that got me to switch back. I think I feel like I got you to switch back. You did, but but I like. But it was it's a big because part. of Prime shootability, shooting your bow, their accuracy. Uh, we're big fans of Prime. They're Michigan company. Jared's shooting the Nexus Four. I'm shooting the Nexus Two this year. Go check them out. G5Prime.com. We uh, we're big GPS map users on our phone. Um, I get tend to get lost a lot, and Jared you do tend to get lost. A lot. Jared can't always be next to me. When you don't have Jared with you, you can have a little Jared in your pocket. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> this is an awesome platform. We know the guys. They're local here in Grand Rapids. And you can actually download other apps, stand locations, plot locations, whatever pins that you have, you can download them onto the HuntWise platform. So you're not, you can, give you it just, a try. You can just hit the ground. And you're not losing your research. Yeah. So go check this app out, HuntWise.com. You know, I was actually asked this weekend if we weren't partnered with Vector and like I had to shoot a different arrow would I shoot vectors? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I said, yes, of course. Yeah. I love them. I shoot extremely accurate with them. I've never broken one. Yeah. And the sweet thing was is you pretty much just tell Isaac and the guys over there your draw length, draw weight, and I think your tip weight. Your tip weight, and they have a – And then you customize the whole thing. And you they can do it right tip, online. cut, and everything. You don't have to mess with the bow shop or anything like that. Check these guys out, vectorcustomshop.com. For 10% off your order at checkout, use TFC10. Good luck out there. Shoot straight. Well, let's just jump right in. Jared, why don't you kick this off? Nope. One day. Not gonna, one never day. All right. You, well, you know I that. Will. How many How many times have we done this? And you always... I, know, I know, but you know what? As a dog returns to his vomit, I'm going to keep trying to get you to introduce the podcast. Well, I'll do it. We're excited to have another uh, episode of the Fair Chase podcast to put out today. Uh, and we have a special, special guest. Um, actually, Benj. Uh, actually, go ahead and introduce yourself, and I'll, I'll tell you what I was just doing. Okay. I mean, what are you? I mean, my well, name tell is Ben. Who are you? All right. I'm Ben Feldplash from Southern Michigan. Ben, you're in you're in East Lansing. I actually, yeah, I was just saying, I drove. I j- literally just drove past your you today. We could have just you know met up and done this in person. What what road route? What road do you go through? highway the highway is the road i went through <laughs> East Lansing. Uh, okay yeah, i didn't really go through east lansing i went kind of near it um okay. on the way to detroit so um went to the art museum today oh, and uh there's a lot of you know what i'm going to be posting on our social media some of the art that i i i curated 
I made a curated experience from the Detroit Institute of Art for Hunters, right? Because there's a surprising amount of hunting content. I get, I'm guessing, you know, the 15th, 16th century painters were not calling it content back then, but I've got some good content uh, that I curated today from the, the art museum that I'm excited to turn out. I found our hey. patron saint of archery, which is cool. Hmm. The guy was, uh, wouldn't give up his faith. So he, you know, uh, kind of go against his face. So he was shot up by a bunch of arrows survived. And so that was kind of like the miracle that saved him. Although later they did, they did kill him. So it was just, <laughs> you hate, you hate to story, see that. You died. Really? It was just more painful, but, um, and then some other things, one was a picture of a guy who are a, not a picture, be more descriptive, descriptive, Jim. I, it was a sculpture of a guy who had just released his recurve bow. Right. And I think he plucks like his hands are out Ooh. here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And I'm seeing it. I'm like, that guy definitely is not shooting consistent, um, which is a problem that I have. And actually, Benj, now to tie this all back together, you were an intern this year with the 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 hunting public. And prior to jumping on this call, I was watching you pluck the string for a while on a recurve on a video you guys posted. All right. You're a recurve guy this year. Yeah, I'm still I'm still a baby in the traditional archery. Man, learning all the ropes on how to actually successfully like shoot a bow and kill something with it. You know what? You're preaching <clears> with the choir, man. I've, uh, what's it? Three, three years for me, Jared. Close I would say, that. I would say I'm a baby still. Like there are guys <laughs> I'll shoot with and they're like way better than me. Sometimes I'm yeah. good when I'm by myself, but, um, this year I, like we, we talked about on the podcast, but I sent one over uh, a nice, like probably my best buck right over his back 14 yeah. yards with the re- with the recurve so okay do you have any uh any you didn't have any luck this year with with the, the recurve bow the trad bow um i'll probably post a lot of the videos that i filmed next year or um this next fall because i hunted i actually hunted a decent amount this fall but yeah um, excellent probably, I, I did a lot of hunting in, in missouri <clears throat> and uh in michigan with it you hunting down in lansing area um yeah mainly southern i mean yeah. not right in lansing there's not a whole lot of public so you got to travel around yeah so usually within like an hour or two radius of lansing you're a young guy though like what kind of you know you know like kids or like you know oh. like spouse you can just like go, pop off just and go, go go you know what yeah i'm blessed we talk about that i didn't do that enough when i was a young single man I know that's, I tell myself that every year I'm like, I got to take advantage of this year. You know, I'm single. I kind of might as well continue this uh, passion. Pretty soon you're going to be Twitter pated, right, Jared? And, uh, you know, you won't hunt as much. Follow that girl around. Yeah. I'm, I'm counting on the years. Yep. Until I, re- I re- fully retire from hunting. <laughs> Jared, what was the, um, the place out East? We went hunt and hunted that one time. We saw that trapper guy out there. Do you remember that place? Oh, was that the Waterloo State Game Area? I saw. I think. I think that was what was it? Waterloo. I think it was Waterloo. Didn't yep. have any luck. Didn't see a thing. Did we see anything there? No. And we were pushing in deep to some of them them swamps. I mean, we yeah. were trying to find islands way out in there, and mm-hmm. there we was saw just, a trapper. Yeah, we saw a trapper. It. It just wasn't a whole lot of sign. I mean, we put in a lot of. A lot of time and we didn't have actually that much time so it was more just speed scouting and setting up on whatever we could find it was like yeah. last minute like let's go a quick hunt over here we were an hour north of grand Rapids, an hour and a half north of grand rapids and we quick pulled a 180 and went 
South. Uh, southeast. Way south. Yeah. Isn't Waterloo like near Howell? Or am I yeah, thinking? I yes. think so. I knew yeah, it was east. It, it was just like such a random <clears throat> trip. We didn't, <clears throat> there was very little planning involved in that one. Um, no, that's cool. So Benj, you, you were uh, an intern at the hunting public, which, you know, they'll have interns roll through every year, but you were, you, I saw a lot of videos of you out. Um, so, you know, other than like getting them coffee, you know, getting their dry cleaning done, stuff like that. I'm sure they oh, dry yeah. clean all their camo, um, judging by the videos that we're seeing and how crisp it is every time they're wearing it. How was it? What was it like? The internship in general? Yeah. Um, I'd say it was pretty slow off the get-go. I mean, we were, I moved to Iowa and I think it was early July. So I think right after 4th of July, I moved down there. Where'd you, were you living with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I moved down there. We were right at the border of uh, Missouri and uh, Iowa. Yep. Well, so well, before you keep going though, how I got to ask, how'd you get to be an intern? Did you oh, yeah. wrestle someone for it or <laughs> how, how does that go? <laughs> no, I didn't really have much connections with any of them. I mean, I think, I think Ted may have followed me or something on Instagram for a while mm-hmm. and, and kind of knew a little bit of him from that, but I, I don't know. I was supposed to be working on an essay and for school. And I think it was like midnight at that point. I'm like, you know what? I seen this internship application thing that they posted. I was like, heck, you might as well post. I mean, you might as well apply for it. Probably not going to get it, but yeah, shoot the wad. So filled that sucker out and then sent that, you know, send it in within about two hours and I think I got an email back from Warb within the week. And so that, that started process of like phone calls, zoom calls. What was your um, essay? When you submitted your, your submission, what do you think, what was the thing that really like put you over the top for these up and comers that are listening to the podcast that really want to get in? Like what, what was your secret to success? To, to getting, to getting into the internship. <sighs> I honestly, I don't know. I mean, by the end, by the end of the internship application process, when they're, when they're filtering out all these, all these applications and applicants, it's, it gets to a point where you can't go wrong with, I mean, a a big majority of the people that they have left. So it's almost like an eeny, meeny, miny, mo situation where they're like, who do we pick? Right. So I honestly, I don't know why they, why they chose me. I mean, I'm not really that, (laughs) I don't think I'm that interesting, honestly. But it was, I mean, it was exciting when I, when they reached out and got to know, got to know them and, and, uh, all their, their different personalities. So you, you went out and just interviewed with, did you interview in person or was this over the phone? It was mainly over the phone and zoom. I think I went out, I flew out there. I flew out to Iowa in March, maybe I think it was yeah. like March or like right, right around the time they were going to go out to Florida for turkey hunting. So I think they actually left for Florida after our meeting. So it was pretty cool. I mean, I was down there and, uh, uh, I think his name's Godfrey, not Godfrey. Um, he's the head of tethered and he, he was down there. And so I was able to meet with him and have dinner over at, uh, some roadhouse. So it was pretty cool. I think tried the gator on the menu. Is this in Florida when you were down there? No, no, no. This was in Iowa. Okay. Yeah, there could yeah, be Gator in Iowa, Jared. I mean, there, look. there could be. Never know. I think there was a report a few years ago of even uh, there was a shark in Iowa too. I think in the river. I'm sure. Yeah, Sw- swam up the uh, the Missouri River. Is it the Missouri? Yeah, I think that the Missouri. Uh, there was actually a report of a. There's bear. Somebody saw a bear there, but this year, last year, 
I was wild, man. Yeah, dude, it's a pretty sweet place. <laughs> so you uh, you went you went and showed up and you just start what did you just start following around with the camera? Are you a camera guy? Like what is what does intern life look like? Yeah, I mean, I had I had filmed. I mean, I had always been into filming. Um, my family had always carried around like those little Sony handy cams, and we would. I mean, we would be. Ever since I was a little kid, we'd be marching in swamps on public. We didn't really have any private land to hunt growing up, so we all we had was pretty much public land to hunt. So we learned we learned the ways of public land from a pretty young age, and like heck, we might as well film. We filmed them more just to look at shots. We didn't really film them to like present right. a video and post it somewhere. We're just like we want to see where we hit these things. So that's kind of how we got started out, and then three or four years ago, I was like, you know what? I think we got to start making some videos out of these. So I, I think I was talking to some coworkers of mine and I was like, what? I, mean, I didn't have a name. I think I said, no, I'll just name it hunt fish trap. You know, we do all those things. So named it hunt fish trap. You trap, right? You do you trap oh, a little bit. Dude, not a whole lot. I need you to teach me the ways of trapping. I've unsuccessfully trapped. <laughs> I mean, you're probably better than you're probably better at it than, than me. I've never trapped a beaver in my life. I've tried. This is my first year. This is why I ask you. I've just, oh, okay. I literally yeah, I've went out tried. this year without even like any plan other than I knew where some beaver da- uh, beaver lodge was and mm-hmm. I knew the type of trap I needed. So I've been follow- figuring out. I literally went out there without any looking even up how to set the trap. I just grabbed it, went right out. Oh, um, turns out, I, you know, some people <laughs> will like boil their traps and all that stuff. And I didn't do that. I didn't know you needed gloves or like one of those plier things to set the trap. I just do it by hand, which if, if you've yep. never done it, it's, it's hard to do. Oh, you need um, trap setters. Yeah. For those. Yeah. It was like, I'm doing it by my hand. My hands were just bloody stumps by the end of it. I got them set. I didn't catch anything, <laughs> but you I know, bet. like I, I'm out there. I'm yeah. like, you know what? People dumber than me have figured this out. I'm uh-huh. going to keep doing this until it's set. And I think I was actually dumber than most people because again, I just went out totally unprepared. So. Hey, that's, that's how you learn a lot of things. That's how you learn. It's just trial and error. I bet you I'm a better trapper than Jared. Hey, that's I, that's I up know. for debate. Ben, I'm just don't... saying, do you know how to set even a trap? One, one hand trap. A I mean, I would... 330. No. Do you know what a kind 330 is? No. Yeah. Boom. What I'm saying is, though, I wouldn't be the idiot to go out without knowing how to set a trap. Oh, I'd probably watch a YouTube video. There's plenty of them out there. There are. That, that's what I ended up doing in the woods. I popped up my phone. I'm like, I hope I have service. You know, <laughs> randomly had it. I just popped it on a log. I'm like watching him. And this one dude sets it by hand, like pretty easily. Um, yeah. I don't know so how anyways, they do that. No, I don't. It, it I actually you know what? The gloves now I, I'm pretty proficient i'm just kind of scared of it because i'm i'm still not entirely sure like the you know the parameters what sets it off what doesn't so i'm just like i once i set it i treat it like a live bomb and i just like very carefully set it in you know stake it down dude i'm i'm even scared of setting mouse traps are you i can't imagine setting a freaking beaver trap i'm That's a broken oh, hand man whenever them stupid things go off i've shit my pants every time they would just bang it oh <laughs> I don't yeah, know those, those 330s are a unit too. I mean, they'll, I don't, they're not going to take your arm off, but they'll, they'll sure cut off some circulation to it. Oh yeah. I feel like that break a finger. Oh yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So anyway, so you, uh, you started doing, you said you learned the, um, the public land ways and you started, you know, thinking about filming right in the hunt fish trap. Yep. 
I thought of a great <clears throat> public ways trick today. I was out, I kind of moved to a new area. So I've been doing a ton of just hiking. Like I'll take my 22 and the dog and like sometimes shoot some squirrels. I almost got a raccoon today, actually, Jared found a dead coyote too. Uh, but I, um, I thought, you know, like I should pick spots where I don't want to hunt, where I want other people to hunt. And I'm just going to buy some sheds from the store or the uh, farm store or whatever, and just throw the, throw these monster sheds in like places where I want people to go, you know, just kind of like bait hunters. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, I've never heard that before. So that's a new, you might start a trend. That's the bogat or the, sorry, not the bogat tip. Oh, (laughs) the fair chase tip of the day. Um, anyways, so you, uh, you start, started filming three or four years ago. How'd that go? Uh, it was fun. I mean, we, we weren't like cut clean hunters. We, we made a lot of bad shots on stuff. So it, the filming actually did help a lot. Cause it, it helped, it told us where we hit, where we, where we hit the suckers most yeah. of the time. It was like <laughs> back or high or are yeah. you, are you more likely to be high mm-hmm. or low on a shot? Um, I'm usually never like let left and right. I'm always good. It's usually, yeah. it's usually either low or high. Yeah. I'm, I'm usually left, right. Good. I'm always high. Like I, I, I still do struggle with a little bit of the target panic and sometimes uh, I struggle hold, not holding high. Like I hold a pin high and it's like fight to get it down, you know? Yeah. yeah I, I had, um, I missed two deer with the longbow last fall. I missed night, pretty nice buck and then missed a doe and the, the buck I, I went over his back. I'm not sure if he ducked it or not, right. but the, the doe definitely, she, she, I mean, she was on Meg. You couldn't have her on more high alert than she was. I mean, she had me pegged. She was just ready to bolt out of there. And I, I released an arrow at 10 yards and she ducked and wheeled and completely missed her. I had that happen a couple of times last year, <laughs> whenever they were like, you know, fully, what was it? Woke. Is that what the kids say these days when the deer is like fully alert? Is it woke Benji? You're, you're a youth. Is that what kids say these days? Like, I've, I've never used that term. That's fair. <laughs> Thank um, you. More, I have more respect for you now. Um, anyways, but like when, when like especially does, I feel like are when they're really turned turned up. Are you? I I've had a couple just. I mean, even at like 15, 20 yards, fifteen to twenty yards that range, um, they will duck the string like so fast, so fast. Yeah. Yeah, and. It's just it's tough to pull it off because with a compound you you can draw back like when they're behind a tree and hold yeah. it for a while with a longbow i mean i haven't gotten there yet where i can hold it back for 10 seconds but i, I have to pull it back when they're right there ready ready to blast them i think that was that's been the hardest <clears throat> the hardest time i've had actually aiming is kind of tricky but it's not actually not as hard as people make it sound um depending on your aiming style and whatever else but the, I think the hardest part, at least the hardest time I had was when to draw, uh, kind of, cause for, for like a compound, I'll usually draw pretty early mm-hmm. and just kind of wait, you know, and just kind of hold back and wait for him to, to go right in the spot. But this, like you said, you, you don't, you don't get that opportunity. So like the deer I saw this year, the buck that I missed, like I try, I had to hold it back cause I had a clicker that I didn't silence. So I held back, I clicked and then he looks at me and I'm like, Oh, you know, and I'm trying to hold back, but you just can't. No, no, you can't. So, um, anyway, so you, you started filming and so on. And so you got into it, you went, that's your background, right? That's, that's the the filming you've done. And so you, you know, fast forward to this past July, you show up in Iowa, 
to move into uh, someone else's house because you're their intern, which is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And what what did you start doing? Like, what did they have you do? Did you get or did you get onboarded? Onboarded. You know, like when you get hired, you're onboarded. Like they give you like the public their you know hiring policy, the harassment policy, who you talk to if someone's you know harassing you at work and stuff like that. Do you have any of that going on? Not really. It's pretty redneck down there. So <laughs> it's just, I mean. Yeah, I mean they're they're just like, hey, it's gonna be fun. I mean, we're gonna have times where it's gonna get sketchy, and I mean, you're probably not gonna die, kind of situations. So, yeah. but no, I got I got down there in July, and we filmed like promotional stuff for a good month, month and a half before, and it was still like pretty slow. But we filmed, we did film stuff every week for different sponsors. Yeah, but it was. I mean, for a month and a half, we were all just wait. We couldn't get wait. Like we could not wait to get out and head to South Dakota. Yeah. So you would mostly just follow these, these boys around and just kind of, did they make the plan and you just kind of did it or, you know, what, what, what'd your day look like? Yeah, it was usually like a, a week by week basis. We didn't really know what we were doing for the most part. So that, that kind of hurt us a little bit because we didn't have a real, real set schedule. And so, um, but uh yeah basically it was like well we i would talk with roy the other intern and we'd be like we know zach's going to this state or warp going to this state we'd be like hey what do you want to do and most of the time roy would i'd be like hey roy if you want to go with zach he he liked going with zach so why would head off and it's just personality i mean you when you got there there's there's five guys and they all they all have different personalities not one of them's not the same so you usually it's if you can fit with a personality you can get along with fine, you're going to do a lot better throughout the week and yep. you're going to be able to stand each other. Cause who'd I mean, you, who'd you get along with best? Uh, probably Warb and Ted. I mean, got along fine with everybody, but um, yeah. clicked a lot better with like Warb and Ted when we were out in the woods. They're Just, pretty serious guys in the woods. They don't joke around as much. Not really. No. no. I mean, I, I would try to make them laugh here and there, but it was tough. Yeah. Yeah. Like Zach's kind of messing, like messing around more. We've had Warb on the podcast before. He's, he's a pretty serious guy. He had a lot of good in- info, but yeah, definitely not like a, like a clown didn't come off <laughs> as, you know? No, I mean, I got videos on my phone of him being a, I don't know, being a crazy dude, but he, he can get wild sometimes, but sure. for the most part, I think most of his wild days were when he was in college. Sure. Just like Jared's. Weren't we all? Yeah. yeah. Swinging for lampshades on our heads, you know? keg stands the whole nine yards right not true (laughs) yeah Um, and and he's married now too so he's really toned down yeah that'll do it that'll do it that's what did it to jared i mean you know try uh, to cage this beast you you really can't you're gonna have a bat you try to grab the bull you're gonna get the horns you're gonna get the horns man yeah um (laughs) <laughs> so i gotta i gotta ask like following these guys got around, him. Got him. there we go good uh following these guys around so much right like we've all hunted a lot in a year and like there comes a point when you get like kind of bur- burnt out right you get like pretty tired even in a in a week long hunt yeah like three days in some depending on what you're doing like sometimes you can just be worn out right and that's if you're hunting uh, do you, mm-hmm. do you get that as the guy who oftentimes is helping another guy hunt? Like, did you get a lot of that burnt out feeling? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say we went into it thinking we were Superman and we could, you know, go weeks on weeks just hunting straight, but it yeah. was like, yeah, day four or five, 
it was like if we're not if we haven't killed something by then i mean our energy was so low we were just like sometimes we're just like you want to go to a different state because it right we need we need a new we need new scenery new fresh mind i don't know what to look for so but that was i'd say that was probably more towards the end of the internship like in december is when it was hitting hard like yeah sure smokes <laughs> like i mean we were getting burnt out in in august and september but we were we were getting pretty burned out in december we, 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 talk, we weren't we weren't yeah. killing anything it felt like yeah it was, it was a hard year for you guys that was very hard yeah why is that yeah i don't know i mean it's you could say last year was just a lucky year i mean they were dropping bucks left and right it felt like right but i think we put more we put more energy in this year this last year than than ever so i mean it does so i guess that's a good thing is not being in the woods more does not always mean more success because we were in the woods more than ever right last year we still didn't kill many see jared now you, you don't have to feel so bad about your year dude my year sucked you weren't you didn't have a good year it was not good coming off of two good years and then having this year that sucked ass. Yeah. It was bad. It's rough go, but hey. I mean, you just got to dig deep and you just got to keep, I don't know, telling yourself like, Hey, just get back out there. And here's, here's what helps me. No, no, that, that's fine. I, I love the sentiment, but that never does it for me. Like just no? dig deep. And I mean, it's fine. Right. It's like, yeah, I guess I can do that. I just get, and it, it will work. But what I found worked the best and I've failed. And so I have a lot of practice in terms of like continuing go. on in the face of failure is that if you look at every single hunt as an individual event, then you're going to get real bummed out because it's like, Oh, that was a failure. or That was a failure. But if you look at the season as a whole a big picture, the big zoom out a little bit, have some perspective. You're not only realizing every hunt, you learn a little bit more. See that that's the type of hunting partner you need. You need a little in in the dark, low times. You need someone to say, Hey guys, it's not over. Right. You know, and and like you said, yeah, like having two personalities, sometimes that mesh well, that's a good thing, especially when it's kind of the going gets a little bit tough. Like that's, I always appreciate about Jared because sometimes when I am not, not wanting to go, his tactic to get me motivated is to, he uses mean words and he calls me mean names. Yep. Like, I guess you could use, say, terms that would call me a, a wimp and then, but like make it much more explicit. And that usually gets me kind of fired up and going kind of like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, so anyways, no, that that's interesting that you said, Ben, because this is, as I've been watching some of the stuff you put out and kind of following along you guys uh, this year, I was just thinking like, man, from an intern's perspective, that seems like that could be like a. You, you get real tired real fast, especially not being the guy. So um, would you guys like take days off to get over that? Or is that like, all right, guys, we're going to go blow some steam, head to the local bar and just kind of hang or screw around for a while. Or what does that look burger. like? That yeah. greasy burger. We know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Some guys would go to the bar, um, but I don't know. I, I had maybe four trips. I went back to Michigan, kind of recharge. And that, yeah. that was, that felt good, but. There were there were some trips where it was like day four, um, sometimes even day three. We would just take a day break, and and I mean we it's not like we'd be just sitting on a couch resting. It was probably it was normally just on the computer like editing footage or exporting all the footage right. on the hard drives. So it was kind of it was always it was pretty much go go go. Yeah. But I mean I was feeling tired through all this, and 
And I mean, Warb, Zach, Greg, Ted, and Jake are even putting in more work than us. And yeah, they're always out. Oh yeah. So they're, I mean, I don't even understand how tired they felt and how much I can't believe they're, they're still doing this every year. Cause it's, it's tough to do that, what they're doing. It's a young man's game, young man's game. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So did you guys do, was it a lot of planning? Like, was this like a couple days of planning before a trip to like find spots or is this like, let's you show up. Here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't, they, they probably did most of their planning. I mean, I think they had two States picked out maybe like late spring, yeah. but most of the planning was like a month, probably. Yeah. Probably a month within the season. There were some States I believe they applied for like Wyoming. So yep. that was that was obviously like a year in advance that they were they were planning that out. But most of the states were over the counter, so they could just go there whenever they wanted and, to. And you were part of you weren't part of the plans. You were just kind of there to observe and and to capture. I mean, I I was I recommended some states. I was like, hey, you know, if there if there's <laughs> what about over here, yeah, right. <laughs> but what about nah, southern I mean, Michigan? I got a spot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I tell them to stay away from Michigan. My stomping grounds. I say, hey, this is my area. Yeah, beat it. Yeah, exactly. Like, leave it alone. This is my spot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's interesting. So, you know, I would imagine coming in, you've you've hunted for a long time, but you spent a lot of hours in the woods with new guys, right? Um. And so, like we said, I mean, there's a lot that goes into hunting with new people. We talked about that in the podcast a lot, like learning how they move and what they think and what their approach to things like scent is or whatever. Everybody's got a different way. Um, did you find yourself like, like, I mean, these, the hunting public, they're successful guys. They hunt, I mean, just sheer number of days in the woods, they built up experience that lots of people won't have in their entire life. Right. Um, so did you find yourself as you're following around, like picking up great tips and stuff like that, like learning a ton from these guys or it wasn't not so much. Um, probably the number one thing was like picking, they were really good at figuring out like, um, not like crops coming from eggs, but more of like acorns or locust pods. Um, trying to think of any like persimmons. They're really good at identifying those and understanding like some years they're good, some years they're not based off of like what egg is close. So if there's not, if there's not really much egg, obviously they're going to be probably hammering those, those oaks or those um, right. locust pods. And in Iowa, there's quite a bit of locust pods, like more than there is in Michigan. Yeah, I was so, gonna say we don't have a ton of that. No, so they they hammer locust pods in Iowa, but then like towards the south, like when you're heading towards Missouri and Arkansas, persimmons start getting pretty heavy down there. Yeah, and and so that's a food source that deer will target more. Yeah, that's interesting because I mean, like I was just thinking, like again, you're fo following these guys you don't really know very well, and you're like going from hardly knowing them to like here, let's spend hours a day just me and you a foot away from each other climb up in a tree huddle together you know like that's a i mean and i'm not so, trying to sound weird but it's like an intimate relationship you start to build up pretty quick uh with with the guys that you didn't know so well going in yeah yeah it's i guess it can be intimate <laughs> Bro, <laughs> hey man that try keep keep it clean bench yeah i don't use that word intimate too much that's probably like the third time i've ever used it did it feel right or is that no, it doesn't no. feel natural. Nope. No, not natural. No, no. go with what you no. feel. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. I mean, they were your good buds. That's kind of how I, I thought of it, heading into the woods, and yeah. And as I mean, good buds still 
still get into skirmishes, still get angry at each other sometimes. I mean, there was a handful of times where after a tough hunt or we missed something where it was like, we didn't say a word to each other for an hour, you know, yeah. walking back to the truck or on the way back to the house. So emotions, it's human. Happens, oh, yeah. Uh, happens was it us. your fault, though? I mean, probably there was one situation. It was probably my fault. But <laughs> that was it. So you was deserved like, that, it. <laughs> <laughs> on one occasion, yeah. Shame. I, I had a, it just I remember, reminds me of this time. I, I had this big, this elk hunt planned in Colorado. And I'm like, I have a youngest brother, Jake. He's eight years younger than me. He's big into weightlifting. I'm like, Jake, let's go. You know, he's like, okay, okay. I'm like, hey, but for months, I'm like, hey, you have to be like physically preparing yourself. You're a big weightlifter. That's great and all, but you are going to have a hard time in the mountains because you're just like a heavy dude. You're big. No, I'll be fine. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go out there and we spend one night. It was just, I mean, granted, it was a rough go. It was, you know, a couple hours to walk to get to campsite. And then the spot that I wanted to like glass from was, a brutal climb right yeah, like hands and knees because it was so steep type of climb and after that first day my i hunted with him my, my brother spent two days in silence didn't say a word to me for two days he was just so mad that he's like later i found it, he felt like he was tricked into going and tricked into doing this even though you know i had warned him for for the longest time like hey man like elk hunting is is a lot of work it's like it's it's hard oh, yeah. to do uh so anyways, yeah, I know you, you tensions even between brothers can, can rise to high heights. And, and he, like I said, the, actually the nice thing about Jake, my brother is when he's mad, he just won't say anything. At least he's not complaining. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that's better. I mean, if, so. if you guys taken up many youth hunters. Yeah. Our kids, you know, I feel like that's youth, you know, um, cousins yeah, it's, and it's stuff. the same like then when you take, you take them out for the first hunt or second hunt of their life, it's like, they're always asking, where's the deer? Like, oh, do I have to sit here any longer? Yeah. Or, oh, I'm hungry. Or where's your phone? I want to, it's, it, it can feel like at any age, a new hunter can, can be like that. Like a little, like a youth hunter. Oh yeah. Oh like yeah. Kids fish, like kids fishing day. Yeah. It's like, oh man. The thing though, the thing that's, I prefer about taking a kid hunting versus fishing, less tangles. Like if you take kids hunting as a father or an uncle or whatever, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have tangles. Like I, I got my daughter an open face. I felt like she was up, you know, had progressed to that point. Um, and man, this summer was tangle city, USA all, all the time. Just, just <laughs> unnodding and cutting string. It's like, I hardly fish for every time we went out. Think about hunting is, you know, they basically they have to just come with, but my trick has been, so I started taking my daughter when she was like two and a half. Um, and shorter stints at first, but I never let her bring anything. Like sometimes I'd let her bring a little snack. I didn't let her bring books. And like, again, we didn't stay out terribly long, but I'd never, I don't know why I just, we didn't bring anything out. We were just hunting. And now she comes out with me. She'll, we'll go morning and night in the same day. Like she'll be ready to go. We'll go home, grab some lunch and she'll be ready to go right back out again. So I don't know if I lucked out or if that's like the secret to getting your kid to, uh, to spend time. Or, or any you know kids spend a time in the woods but it worked out pretty well for me yeah i don't, I don't understand either i mean i've tried i've taken out a, quite a bit of people like youth hunting over the years and some of them have stuck with it and others i mean i took my sister out my younger sister out one time and it was her first time ever on public i mean we canoed down this creek for miles and got set up and she ended up shooting like this 140 inch buck 
and and she got she, i mean she dropped it and it was her first time ever and she's like she's like man i thought it was gonna be bigger or i was hoping for a bigger buck and just it was just so funny I, as a youth hunter she didn't understand i mean it's it's the biggest buck we've ever shot in public and in michigan in michigan 140 class buck in michigan public land is like there's just not that doesn't happen very much oh no no i not at all i mean we see a few in the year but that that was pretty lucky and and she's never hunted since that's been her one and only time batting a thousand hey went out on top yep she's she's batting 100 percent. that's right yeah that's not bad so you you got your internship behind you 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 put on the miles you you've been to probably more states than you've hunted in the past um, and more, probably more days in the field than you've hunted in the past. What, what's next for bench? What are you doing? What, what's, what's the plan? Um, right now there's school. I've, I've been on and off school over the years. And so where do you go? Uh, LCC, Lansing yep. community college. Mm-hmm. So this is probably my last semester here. And then I, I live right next year, right next to MSU. So I'll probably go there next fall. What's your major? What you, what are you studying? Wildlife biology. Nice. nice. Yeah. So loving it so far. I mean, I've, I've had one biology class. <laughs> nice. That's yeah, fine. That's been it. But your plan Get those is cores to be out uh, of the way at the at the community college. And then, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's smart. It's cheap. A cheaper way to do it. What's the um? What are you going to be? When are you going to be when you grow up? Uh, wildlife biologist. I I doubt it's going to be in Michigan. It's pretty tough to get a job as a biologist here in Michigan. So it's probably going to be somewhere else. Probably out west. I mean, Why I kind of hope it's out west. Yeah, just more available available jobs out west. It's each state has different competition for jobs, and being a wildlife biologist in Michigan is a pretty tough one. Is it a job here? Well, I never thought that. No, I feel like we have a, a diverse ecosystem. Yeah, I think I feel like we're pretty attractive. We had a friend who did the. It was in it. He, oh, yeah. he remember he went to Peter. We should have him the podcast. He's um good. He works for MIT and Harvard now, and I think he's moving to New York now, Jared. Do you hear that? Dude, he's smart. Anyways, uh, but I've seen him be dumb. All right. So like he might be smart professionally, (laughs) but I've seen him do some dumb things in the past. (laughs) We grew up with him. Anyways, uh, he he didn't he spend like a whole summer catching birds in the UP? Yeah, he did in college. He he went up there just like catching. I don't know what they're doing to those birds. Seems kind of mean, but he's catching them, doing something to them and letting them go. Studying them, maybe pulling feathers yeah pull, just pulling feathers out yeah. i mean yeah just you ever see a bird with like one feather gone on its right wing that's no. peter yeah they don't grow back contrary to common belief feathers mm-hmm. don't grow back anyways well benj um yeah we just like like i said i wanted to have you on just to hear about your experience we've never had uh, an intern for for a you know fairly well-known group come on and, and i've always kind of wondered what what life was like so we appreciate you uh, doing that and, um, and just kind of sharing kind of your experience. Um, but for people who want to follow you and uh, I'm sure you'll have other hunting things. I, we, we follow you and it's, it's fun to see some of the things that you're getting into. And it sounds like you're putting some more videos out. Where can people find you and how can they like get a hold of you if you have questions or, or whatever? Um, I'm on Instagram still. I'm not on there as much as I was, but I think my username's Benj underscore felt posh. Well, you're going to have to spell that last name for the, uh, Oh goodness. I've been avoiding saying it because (laughs) I wasn't sure exactly. You don't want to take a guess. Uh, no, I've done that before. And then it usually backfires. That's one of the main reasons why I never do the show intro. 
Yeah, right. Just you don't want to botch know. it. I'm not like, going to botch it. You start out on the wrong foot in a podcast. The thing no shot. You might as well just no. throw the tape away. Yep. Yeah. So Feldbosch is F E L D P A U S C H. What is that? Uh, German? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100% German. Is it? Yeah. Interesting. Yep. yep. So Benj underscore felt posh. YouTube, I think I go by the name Banjo. So post a video about once a month. Do you? So, yep. So going about 12, 12 videos a year average. Better than us lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although these podcasts go on YouTube. So, you know, there's that. Oh, sweet. Yeah. For anybody have, uh, listening, go check it out. It's You can see our faces and sometimes we incorporate props into our podcast and you can really get a full immersive experience i don't have any pants on yeah jared doesn't any jared's always draped in the bear rug which is <laughs> yeah, just true straight in the back here yeah. manly oh uh, yeah no no it should have a uh, cool rabbit clean and cook um i guess you'd call it a catch clean cook video you uh you do a lot of rabbit hunting uh we do maybe three or four hunts a year yeah you do yeah. like fields and stuff or do you do out kind of in the woods um mainly like thick brush piles yeah. and in woods but no that's, i've been getting into them i ask because i see it i've i always find old in the woods but like i'll, I'll find like hunter access program land like hapland if you know what that is mm-hmm. um and I, I walk fields and stuff i see way more um but i've been i've been just I always go with a 22 and they always are taken off when my dog kicks them up so i never i'm not taking a shot at it yet i need to get one this year usually i'd like bow hunting for them or something but yeah, we used to do that with 22s, and I mean, we'd unload a, a full 10 clip on <laughs> yeah. them and, may, and maybe get one bullet in it. Yeah. So we, we were like, screw that. We went to we went to shotguns this year. That's a good call. I've got right now, I've got the, um, what's it called? The, the something cricket, the cricket, right? Uh, 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick, I get rickety cricket from, <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia. The, the, the cricket rifle, it's like a, like a, yeah, it literally says in the rifle, my first rifle, right? And you could buy it in pink or black. So obviously I got the black one. Um, but yeah. it's like a small rifle. I just, it's nice. I carry it around uh, cheap, right? Uh, but I'm going to throw special. a big, yeah, I, I'm going to, exactly, Walmart special. And I'm going to throw a, this uh, big old scope on there now because it doesn't have the, the whatchamacallit, the iron sights. Iron. It doesn't have the V. It's got like a <laughs> circle. And then you try to like line up in the middle of the circle, your bead at the end. And it just, it does, it's not, it doesn't work as well as the, the old, like the classic Operator air, Jim. It's me for sure. But I'll take 100%. the dog out. And he, every time, like I had it a couple of days ago, I went out, had three squirrels and literally lost them all into like, you know, holes and trees. And my dog's looking at me like, dude, like I did everything you need me to do. The squirrel's right there. He's like looking at me, looking at the squirrel back and forth. And like, I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry. I need a scope on my gun clearly. So I'm getting one of Jared's old scopes. Going to throw a big old boy on there. It's going to be about as big as the rifle itself. Yep. And it's, uh, I'm going to be bit deadly. Old, bit overkill. Yeah. Yep. Overkill is under sniper mode. Gonna go yeah, sniper exactly. Mode exactly. Yep. Anyway, Bench. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, everybody go give him a follow. Check out some of the work he did this past year for the hunting public. He uh, poured his blood, sweat, and tears. Did you ever cry? I'm sure you bled and I'm sure you sweat, but did you ever cry? Um, I don't think I ever cried. I was probably close. I got I got lost bad on in Missouri one time all day. So it was I never cried, but I was inside I was screaming. We'll say blood, sweat, and almost tears. Uh work went into the hunting public yeah. stuff this year. Go check it out. Benj, thanks for coming on. I appreciate your time. 
Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to go on to any kind of social media platform, give us a like, share, subscribe. You know, it really helps us out. Keeps the train rolling. And if you guys really like what you're listening here, give us a five-star Either way, if, even if you don't like it. Even if you don't like review. it, five stars. That'd Helps everyone cool. out. We'll see you out there.